0: Hey guys, I'm Trisafine Millies and this is Ninth Arcana, a tarot podcast. This is episode 3 and we're talking about the Five of Cups. So first, from memory. The Five of Cups is a cloaked figure. He has two cups on one side of him and three on the other side. The card is about sadness, it's mystery, it's loss. Um, Five is the number of chaos and instability. Five, I always tell people that it's like a snow globe. It's pretty, and then you shake it all up, and you watch everything float around, and there's snow, and it's nuts, but it can still be pretty. Imagine if you're a little person inside the little house that gets shaken up. So five is snow globe. Cups is the suit about emotions. I didn't even talk about this the last episode, but cups is water. Water is calm, but it's deadly. Um, It's babbling brooks and peace and like meditation music, but it's also huge waterfalls. It's tears and it's what our body is comprised of. So when you think of cups, it's all of those things. It's tumultuous. Let's jump in first deck is the Aquarius. Here we see one person in the middle of the picture. You can't see that it's a person, but you know it's a person. That's a head and that's a body. At his feet, there's five cups. There's two to his right and three to his left. I've always thought of this card as he's in mourning. He's mourning the loss of his three cups, but the other two are behind him and he's guarding them. He's lost some but he was able to save some too. But now I'm seeing that maybe the left side is the past and the right side is the future. Maybe someone came and knocked over his red juice and f- he fought them off before he could knock over all of his red juice. But maybe he kicked him over too. Maybe he's letting go of his past. Maybe it's his choice. And he's walking away into the future with only what he actually needs. Take what you need, leave the rest. This is one of those situations where, depending on the cards that are around the card, you get to judge whether someone has fought him or he is fighting someone off. He's cloaked in dark purple. You can't see his face or any distinguishing features at all. He's a mystery, but he's comfortable and he's protected in the mystery because he's shielded in his cloak. He has a calm and steady stream next to him, which means he's not angry, And maybe he's not sad either. The dark gray of the sky is the color of metal, which is a knife or a sword. That's air, the mind, decisiveness. The home off in the corner is also on the left side. So that's in the past. Maybe he's leaving his home behind or some kind of shelter, something that kept him safe. He's letting it go. He's detaching from the things that don't serve him and saving and taking with him the things that he can still use. The second deck is the Waitsmith. Here, I noticed the bridge. I know it's in the other picture, but I didn't see it until this picture. It's on the right side of the card, which could mean the future. So he has the ability to walk over the emotions in the future when on the left side of this card, he had to swim through them. Like If you think of the card as, as a sentence... He swam through the left side and he's walking over on the right side. But either way, he's moving into the future without whatever he has let go, without whatever is red and green in his cups. Um, The green is the heart and love. The red is power and strength. So these are the things that spilled out. This is what he has to let go. I do wonder if he spilled them or if somebody else did. And I wonder what colors are in the cups that are behind him. If we pull another card to the right, I think that card would probably tell us. Our third deck, as always, is the Morgan Greer. We can see here that the figure has a bowed head. He's bowing in the other decks, but it's much more obvious here because we can actually see more of his face. So he's paying his last respects. Two upright cups behind him. They're on higher ground, and they're safe. Three are in front of him with blood red contents that have been spilt, And he's not trying to clean it up either. He's just accepting that it's gone. The house here is more like a castle than a little house. So there's maybe powerful people there and it's past this large bit of water now instead of a babbling brook. So he would have had to travel through the water. It looks calm, but you can't really see how wide or deep it is. When people say that they're in their feelings, I think of people swimming. So that's a lot of working through feelings he had to do to get to where he's standing now. He traveled in cover of darkness. It's nighttime and he has his cloak. I feel like he swam through the water and was able to see how the power, the past, or the house was corrupting him, so he dumped it. But he didn't want to announce that he needed to leave, so he left at night. I feel like this guy isn't really like a talkative, say my feelings kind of guy. I think he's sort of a mysterious figure, but he's going to say goodbye. He's going to accept that this happened. He's going to turn around and he's going to walk off the side of the card after grabbing his two full cups. What are they full of? The three all have red liquid. I think these do too. Maybe he didn't need five. Maybe two cups of power are sufficient. Our fourth deck is the Mythic Tarot. Something just went down in this card. This is like an action shot. She's running after the angel and she's yelling, No, don't go! It looks like she woke up from sleep and now he's running off with something. Maybe stole something. I don't know, or he was frightened and ran away. This time is also at night, but there's four cups turned over instead of three. The liquid is white. It's innocence and purity. This is a really different story than the other cards. This deck is all based on Greek myths. So this is a specific myth, which I did look up. And according to Tarot Forum... This card depicts Eros fleeing after being burned by a drop of oil from the lamp that Psyche held over to see his face. Psyche stands distraught next to their marital couch lamp in one hand as she reaches out desperately for him with the other. On the other side of the couch, four cups lie overturned on the ground as the fifth one sits upright. So now I see at the top of the card that there is an arch and there's a proposal depicted. So Eros is love and Psyche is mind and they're married And psyche wanted to get a better look at love. The mind wanted to see love better, so love ran away. It's interesting. But let's talk about these numbers. Three cups are overturned and two are upright, versus four overturned and one upright. The number three means manifestation. It's the step that makes the idea or the thing real. Like think about triads. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. The Son was a human the father and the ghost made this human the third one mom and dad a kid mom and dad made the kid didn't exist until they made them so the third things like triangle it's the thing on top these two came together to make this third thing so what if that thing that third thing is knocked over what does that mean and then he's got two on the other side in the traditional decks two is the number of duality and partnership so that's what he's taking with him that's what's still intact but in the mythic, it's four and one. Four is the number of stability. It's like a table, and one is the number of individuality. In- and one is the number of individuality and freedom. This kind of makes sense if this is like a marriage, right? Fifth deck is the wild unknown. Here we have five cups at the top of the card with a horse bowing his head. It makes me think about racehorses and how badly they're treated, and you know, the glue factory. It just looks like sadness. It's just pure sadness. There's no fight in this horse. They're not trying to deny something. Head is just bowed and they're sad. The cups do look like something that's being held over their head. So there's a a emotion that you can't get past. Something like that. The Lion schrider. We see an owl in her nest. She has three broken eggs and two intact eggs. I downloaded an app on my phone yesterday of bird noises. It listens for bird noises and it tells you what birds are around you. We apparently have a screech owl nearby and I found out that they will attack humans if humans threaten their nest. So owls remind me of Archimedes. It's Merlin's owl from The Sword in the Stone. That was my favorite Disney movie when I was a kid. I identified deeply with Mad Mad Mim. But Archimedes in this movie is the voice of reason. So anytime I see an owl, I think about this movie, it's always Archimedes. He's the one that made sure that the boy was okay because he was protecting the future king, and that was his job. He's always looking out for him, he's protective, he's compassionate. In this card, this owl is very sad. She was not able to protect her eggs. This feels like loss. It feels like grieving. It's interesting that the cards with animals, I feel sadness and grieving, and the ones with people, I feel like there's an empowerment, which is just sort of a weird personification, I think. Seventh deck is the Holly Simple. There's really not much to this, which is why I love this deck. It looks like bullet points to me. It's blue, and it's gray, and it's dark, and it's moody. It gives you the feel. And here she drew four upside down cups on top emptying onto the one crying cup on the bottom this is loss and grieving and there's really nothing the little cup can do about it they're coming down on him it's like a rain cloud the eighth and last deck is the Luna Soul. here we have a woman on the ground in the woods she's not camping she doesn't even have a coat she doesn't have shoes obviously there's no tent She has two cups with her that are upright that are gold and she's having a nightmare about three cups that are covered in jewels, which is also interesting. Why is that different? It feels like a very updated Waitsmith representation. Our emotions exist in our body and in our mind, not just in the ocean. We can't escape them. And if we don't face them, they will appear in places that we have no control. It looks like she ran away barefoot and she was exhausted and she fell asleep on the ground she's not paying respects to anything she's not accepting anything she's literally running away and this caught up to her in her dreams the dreaming is like the water that the guys had to swim through in the other decks but here there's no other shore you just are in it when you wake up you know that when you go back to sleep you might be there again Her cups that are spilling are purple, blue, and yellow. That's her intuition, her voice, and her confidence. There's no acceptance here, and I don't feel any sad. It just feels like fear, like something that haunts her. The other cards in the other decks, they're able to say goodbye, but here she's being haunted. Overall, the message here is sadness and grieving, and letting go. But the different decks have different ways of conveying how pure of an emotion that is. Whether you've kicked over your cups or somebody and came and kicked over your cups, you still have to deal with that your cups are on the ground. But the way that it happens affects the way that you process that loss. The guy in the more traditional decks kind of feels like a dark hero to me. He's kind of a Batman figure with that cloak. He's tragic. He's dark. He can see the problems because he came from them. Whether he's chosen to leave or he's been kicked out, it doesn't really matter. It's best to just get over it and carry on and take what you can salvage. Now, running away from trauma and pain doesn't really do any good. It's going to be right there when you go to sleep. You have to be in the feeling. You have to feel it wholly for it to be seen and released. The emotion is really strong in this card. The cups and the five, they do their job. But you gotta let it go or it's gonna haunt you. That's the five of cups as I see it right now today. It's gonna be different tomorrow. It's gonna be different in six months. That's the beauty of the cards and taking time to figure out what you think about the card it's going to change next time you pull the card you're going to see other things around it you're going to notice something different that's pretty cool too so what do you see in the five of cups hit me up and let me know if i missed something dramatic that was super important and next time i have the knight of swords for you i was really hoping that we wouldn't get into court cards immediately but that's probably why we're in court cards immediately you can catch me Wednesdays and Fridays on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio and Stitcher. You can find me on Podpage and Instagram, Ninth Arcana Podcast, and you can leave me a message or you can send me a DM. I will answer them. But till then, bye. Ninth Arcana is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Teresa Milles. Millies. Thank you for listening.